Before we start the podcast, we'd like to pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land on which we're recording, the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded. You never believe this now. And welcome to You'll Never Believe This But, the podcast about your true stories that no one else believes. Hosted by Kirsty Wiebeck. Hello. Otway Panthropologist. And the professionally gullible Cal Wilson. That's me. <laughs> this, of course, is a very different podcast to You'll Never Believe This But, which is all about the butt of a rifle that can't stop playing fur release. I love that podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad you do because yeah. I couldn't even back myself as I was saying it. Man, my top two po- podcasts called You Never Believe This But and that is definitely in first place. Well, that's wildly coincidental, which is very on theme. <laughs> very on theme. Very on theme. Because <laughs> we want to hear your stories about your bizarre coincidences, your UFO sightings, your ghost stories, your unwitnessed holes in one, your amazing finding of your wedding ring after nine years, all of those little weird stories that you've got that no one else believes. We love them. And as usual, as is tradition, mm-hmm. now we've done enough episodes that yeah. we've got traditions now, we are going to kick it off with a quiz with some unbelievable facts mm-hmm. within it. And I'm the quiz master this week. And I have a few facts about planet Earth. Ooh. Well, facts, or are they? And uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my dramatic foreshadowing. <laughs> It didn't hit the spot. I just saw your eyes glaze over, Cal. <laughs> Is this about geography? <laughs> no. No, it's not because I wouldn't put you through that. Geography is something I'm awful at. I did it at high school for my final year. And what were the results? I love um, that that's the end of the story. Yeah, that's it. We had a, I loved a geography teacher. He was a lovely, funny guy. Okay. Um, but he had this poster up on the wall that drove me bonkers the whole year and all it said on the poster was because we never had it and I would look at it every day and try and work out how I could make it make sense like I was like yeah. I just don't because we never because we never had it because we never ha- couldn't work it out and finally I said what does that poster mean and he goes oh I turned over the bottom it says peace for Israel oh right. and I just spent the whole year because we never had it because we never had it yeah you're like this poster needs some context yeah and there was context there was the whole time. Were you like I should have asked the question a long time yeah. ago? Why don't yeah. I just ask the question? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much every time you deliberate over something for a huge long period of time, you're like, I reckon I could have saved two months of sleep this yep. nights by just uh, <laughs> yep. simply asking the question. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lesson in there, one that we will never learn. <laughs> All right, so I've got three facts about planet Earth. I'm going to say them to you, Cal, and you're going to tell me which ones are correct. Okay. Number one, when Earth was formed 4.6 billion years ago, the length of a day was six hours. Mm-hmm. We should bring that back for Mondays. Yes, we absolutely should. For everyone else, because as I said that, I was like, that's so disingenuous, Kirsty, yeah. because mon- Mondays mean very little to us. Mondays, Mondays <laughs> are the weekend. Mondays <laughs> are the weekend. But for everyone, see, this, I'm an ally. I'm a, I'm a Monday to, to the Friday. Nine, five, nine to fivers. <laughs> So I think we should bring back six-hour Mondays for everyone else. I'm a hero. 
Number two, the driest place on earth, the Atacama Desert in Chile, is ironically located next to the biggest body of water, the Pacific Ocean. Now, that desert receives only three millimetres of rainfall a year. So I've worded it so horribly that we can't tell what what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a confusing tactic, but it seems to be working. (laughs) So, so you say the driest place on Earth is actually next to the Pacific Ocean and only gets three millimetres of rain every year. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. right. I, I think I've put like an errant comma in there or something. <laughs> anyway, the ex-English teacher in me is dying right now. <laughs> but as I was reading it, I was like, this is not good. But I think the point that I'm trying to say is that it, re- it only receives three millimetres of right. rain per year. So is that true or not true? And does it get any ocean spray? Wow. All right, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm going to make a spin-off podcast about the Atacama <laughs> Desert and you can listen to that and you'll find out all the answers to your questions. So the three millimetres of rainfall mm-hmm. a year is the bit that we're contesting yep. or not. Number three, it would take 1.3 million Earths to fill the sun's volume. Okay. This does feel quite high school exam. Yeah. Like so the first one is the first you, one is you've got uh, the panic seeping in. Yeah. Oh, I've only got one pen. What if I run out of ink? Oh, someone's already finished and turned the paper over. Oh. And you can hear the adjudicator's heels going clip yeah. clop on the gym floor. When Earth was fe- when Earth was formed four point six billion years ago, the length of a day was six hours. Okay, I'm going to say that that is true. Okay, because everything starts off smaller than it ends up. So as a fully grown Earth. It's got 24 hours, but as a newborn baby Earth, it could only manage six. Okay, Dr. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Carl, Carl Wilson is coming for your job. <laughs> Dr. Carl on Triple J yeah, Morning. That's right. I do, well, I do wear large shirts, so we've got a lot in common already. <laughs> you do. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it was only six hours long. I've got no idea why. Okay, sure, but you're saying that's yep. true? Cool. Number two, um, the driest place on Earth is the Atacama Desert in Chile and um, and as a side note, it's ironically next to the biggest body of water, the Pacific Ocean, but the desert only receives three millimetres of rainfall a year. So is the rainfall bit true or false? Oh, wait, so so you're saying it really is the driest place on Earth? Yeah, it genuinely is the driest oh, okay, place on right, Earth. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, thought that was a question, right? No, sorry, that that is, yeah. So it's the three millimetres of rainfall a year. Uh, actually, I'm going to contest that. I'm going to say the driest place on Earth is my mouth when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I've got one of those retainers to stop myself grinding my teeth. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> does it only receive three millimetres of rainfall a year? Mm. And is that spread over like 365 days? Like, so it's like. Like one drop per day. Yeah, one drop per day. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's how rainfall works anywhere else. So I'm going to hazard yeah. a guess that it doesn't work that way oh. in the Atacama Desert. <laughs> um. Right, three three millimetres of rain a year. I'm going to leave that one to the side. What's the final one? Okay, uh, number three is it would take 1.3 million Earths to fill the sun's volume. Mm, I get. I have no. I I don't think that would work because the suns would burn up. I mean, the the sun would burn up the Earth as soon as you put the Earth in. It would be like, just gone. <laughs> so it would be like an endless <laughs> supply of Earths. Like trying to fill. It's like trying to fill a fireplace up with balls of ice. Yeah. It's just not going to work. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I think it's also an answer to a different question. (laughs) (laughs) 
How many? 1.3 million Earths can fit in my head because there's nothing else going on. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, true baby Earth, true three millimeters of rainfall, mm-hmm. and absolutely not to the sun and the Earths. Okay, so it doesn't take 1.3 million Earths. Um, no. The Atacama Desert does get three millimetres mm-hmm. of rainfall a year and the length of a day was six hours when the Earth was formed. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so number one's correct. You're, you're right. Amazing. The, the length of a day was six hours. Now, the Atacama Desert actually only gets 0.8 <gasps> millimetres of rain wow. a year. Wow. And the rest of it is like alpaca spit. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They'd get more if I went over there and said <laughs> she sells seashells. Me climbing a hill in the Atacama <laughs> Desert. <laughs> you see little clouds of steam coming out. <laughs> the rainfall this year's doubled. <laughs> it's only January the third. <laughs> So, so uh, right about the baby Earth, wrong about the desert. Yep, and then it would take one point three million Earths to fill the sun's volume. But I still, I still say you couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be able to practically prove that you could. But you yeah, I can't. mean, yeah, I, I don't think I'd be able to lift the Earth to put it inside the sun. Oh, to imagine. be honest, so imagine that would be quite weird. It'd be you hard. You can't. It's like trying to. It's like standing in a bucket and trying to lift the bucket up. Yeah. You can't lift up something that you're in. Yeah. You made that simile so quickly, which I'm impressed by. Because <laughs> you know how like similes are such a powerful tool in stand-up and I try and use them all the time and mm-hmm. my brain just hits a wall <laughs> within seconds. Yep. I'm like, what is that like? Nah, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Move on, wee back. <laughs> that is like something I'll think about tomorrow. Yeah, I'll come up with a simile eventually, surely. <laughs> So, Kirsty Webeck, do we have a listener letter? We do. We're super excited. I will preface it by saying if you have any stories for us, um, please send them into mindbelievablestory at gmail.com. I will remind you again at the end of the episode. But we've had a bunch of people contact us already, which is really excited in um, the early days of the pod. And we had a letter come through. A letter. A letter. Suddenly, a letter. Suddenly we sound like we're in our 70s. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's sent a letter through to Cal and I, and uh, it was an email. And they wish to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read their story out. I love it. Um, I would file it under the coincidence. Ah. In uh, the coincidence drawer. Yeah, I think so, which we love. We, we, we yeah. love the diversity in and stories that people... Talk about the sizes of coincidences as well. You've got your coincidences and your coincidence incidences. It's a really <laughs> yeah. big coincidence. And then you've got your coincidence incidence. So where do you think this <laughs> falls in the coincidence incidence? I think it's a coincidence incidence. All right. I think so. All right. I think so. So here we go. This is this is the letter that Lady Cow Wilson and I received. <laughs> <laughs> Once we removed the seal, we were... <laughs> Houndstooth, will you bring the tea? <laughs> here we go. I really need to clarify that this is me reading now. So I'm a nose picker. (laughs) (laughs) I I take your point. (laughs) There it is. Have been since childhood and now well into adulthood. Don't ask me why or why don't you stop because I don't have any answers. 
About 10 years ago, I used to work in a building on the fringe of the CBD of one of the two biggest state capital cities. I thoroughly enjoyed the hazy details. Yes, the, uh, I'm anonymising this, but I'm still putting the detail in. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to uh, just zhuzh everything up a yeah. little bit so to throw you off the scent. It was a winter's night, and so when I left it around 5.30pm, it was dark and a bit rainy. I just left the underground parking in my blue SUV and was heading into peak hour traffic. The blue SUV is poignant later on. Uh-huh. When I first read it, I was like, oh, the, well, now we're really getting yeah. detailed. <laughs> I was listening to the drive time radio of a large national network. As the building was on the fringe of the CBD, it had a small network of side streets to navigate before I could head onto more recognised larger roads. These smaller streets were usually slow going due to the large number of cars at the time and the network of traffic lights and crossroads. This anonymous writer, I, I hope they are a writer in yeah, some capacity. It's great. Yeah. I'm visualising visualizing Adelaide actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. Isn't it the two, one of the two biggest state capital cities? I don't know. Yeah, that's what they said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's not Adelaide, is it? That's a small. Know. That's a little baby one. I'm, I'm thinking it's like Melbourne or Sydney. You could be. I mean, mm. when I look at an Australian map, I still think that uh, Perth is where Darwin is. Okay. Enough, thanks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to where you came from. I was like, okay. That's, that's the final straw. Yeah. I, I've heard more than enough, Cal. <laughs> okay. So he's, he's he, he or she is in not Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. As I'm driving in my start-stop drive and listening to the radio, I have an annoying large booger that needs to be dislodged. Now, they've said boogie, I think, is how you say boogie? it. Boogie? Boogie? Yeah. I mean, this is B-E-O-O-G-I-E. Boogie? Oh, a boogie. A boogie. Okay, what do, what sure. What do you say? What, is, what are your nasal I think inhabitants? We'd, we'd, <laughs> we'd either say a bogey, I think, I think or bogey. a booger. Yeah. Booger's a Canberran thing. Oh, is it? When I was growing up, it yeah, was, right. oh, you've got a booger. Um, that you've just made me flash back to um, what my family called farts, uh, which is pardons. Ah. You've done a pardon. Yeah, you have, right. Just because you have to say pardon after you've done one. So they're yeah, just okay. known as pardons. Okay. That's, actually, is that a New Zealand thing? Cause I know. I know someone else who calls them parties, which is short for oh, pardon. Oh, maybe. And they're from New Zealand. Is that the person that you are engaged to? No, it's, that- I know it sounded like <laughs> that, but no, no, she doesn't acknowledge them in any way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a friend of ours. We have a lot of New Zealand friends, Cal. Mm. Okay. We're collecting them. Don't feel special. <laughs> now, I've got, so the the writer's got an annoying large uh, bogey slash, slash party slash pardon <laughs> that needs to be dislodged. I put this off as, a, as long as I can, but it's starting to annoy me. I'm conscious that I'm in a public place, but it's dark and wet and there don't seem to be any pedestrians out at this time. I love the thought process behind it yes. all. I'm bumper to bumper with cars in front of me and behind me, and I'm super conscious of people looking from the cars immediately adjacent my brain starts telling me that the car in front of me can't see me as I'm in an SUV which sits a bit higher so my headlights are blinding his rear vision mirror. This is a professional nose picker right here. My brain also tells me that the, car, uh, that the car behind me can't see me as I'm in an SUV and I sit a bit higher and I'm obstructed by my driver's seat. So I go for it. I'm digging and digging for this booger and it's deep. It's like nothing that I've ever encountered. And it's persistent and being an issue, but I get there. It's out. There's an exclamation mark there. I understand this victory. Relieved, I start to tune back into the live radio broadcast in which the DJ says, and let's go to our caller, James. What can you tell us, James, about? 
And that's like a dot, dot, yep, dot. Yep. I honestly can't remember what the caller's name was or what he was calling about, but his response caught me cold. He said, whoa, that guy in the blue car next to me just picked an almighty big booger. <laughs> I was shocked. Could it be me? <laughs> I looked around and could only see parked cars in the open street parking to my right and no sign of people or movement, no heads rubbernecking from cars from either um, from either in front or behind me. And so I just put it down to someone else, but I'm sure it was me. It was too coincidental to be anyone else from around Australia. It was me he was calling out live on national radio. Wow. <laughs> that is a really unfortunate coincidence. Isn't and it? I love that he, like, tricked his mind into believing that it would have been somebody else. Yeah. Because we all do that, yeah. don't we? Yep. You didn't see that. They wouldn't have thought it was me. Amazing. They never would have thought it was me. Amazing. I love the build-up. I love the scene setting. I love that we've, we're totally there in the kind of film noir of the rainy evening. It's dark. Yeah. Our writer keeps uh, emphasising how alone they are at the height that they're in the, their SUV. But maybe they're actually, it's more like they're on stage. Like maybe they're more visible <laughs> yeah, 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 in yeah. their big car. Yeah, I love the like the the painting of like the intrinsic thought processes yep. around it for something like having a pick of your nose is, it's minuscule. Like it's min- yeah. everyday minutia for some yep. people, you know. But all of the thinking and analysis of the surroundings leading up to deciding to just go for it. Like I can relate yeah. to running an analysis like that to in order to do something really low-key, yeah. you know, to like adjust your shorts on yeah, the walking yeah. track or something like that, and you're like, no, no one's written. Oh, there's people over there, but they'd be obscured by the sun that's yeah. bouncing off the playground. <laughs> 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 but I am standing in front of a giant mirror. <laughs> it's so good, and it's such a, um, it is such a grubby thing to be caught doing as well. It's such a... Yeah. It's not a um, – oh, this is we do in our family. Is it, it's like such a childlike behaviour to be caught. I see so many people picking their nose in cars too, <laughs> like really, really frequently. And I used to bring it up sometimes with my friends and, and I'd, I had this like bit that I'd do socially for a while <laughs> about how it's so funny how everyone thinks that their car's like yeah. a safe place place rather than a fishbowl. Yeah. Like unless you're one of those people with the blacked out mirror, uh, like windows, windows or yeah, the reflective yeah. windows, you're just in a fishbowl. Like have yeah. you never been to the aquarium? Like <laughs> the sharks in the tank aren't going, they'll never see me no, in here. pick my nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like, like even, even the fish are aware that people yeah. are looking at them from – but people get into their car and it's like they yeah. think there's a force field around. Like so frequently at the traffic lights, someone's just digging away yeah. next to me. Or um, like I love it um, when you see someone eating cereal or someone doing their makeup. Like like a lot of stuff happens in a car. Yeah. They probably shouldn't. Yeah. While you're driving. Yeah. Yeah, the makeup one's a funny one. Like often yeah. you'll pull up next to someone putting their makeup on in the car and like I often think about how people would feel quite self-conscious about their friend or their partner or something like walking in while they were doing like lipstick mm. mouth into the mirror, yep. like millimetres away from the, the mirror, like with the mouth all puckered up yep. and and the wide eyes, like because people <laughs> yep, often yep. end up doing wide eyes when they're putting on <laughs> lipstick. But 
no problem doing it in the car yeah. with strangers around you walking and driving, just watching you yeah. doing that. I think there's something, uh, I think we um, we we believe that our personal space is much bigger when we're in a car. Right. Which is apparently, I think, some of the reason for road rage because you automatically feel like your personal space is big because you're in this big vehicle. Yeah, and I wonder if okay. That's, if it's that feeling of comfort of like, well, I'm, I'm in my domain. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess there's also that intimacy that's created when you're like listening to the radio yeah, in the car, yeah. isn't isn't it? Like if I'm, I mostly listen to the radio in the car, but if I were listening to it in the house, like it would feel like way less of an intimate experience yes. between me and the host yes. than it does in the car. Yeah, like you've I, got company in your car. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm um, I'm driving along in the afternoon to pick my partner up from work with Hobber and Hing on Triple J. Yeah, like yeah. they're in the car with me. Yeah. It's me and the gang hanging out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. But I love the way that this story is written. And, again, like I've mentioned this before and I love this, like, needle in a haystack yeah. kind of coincidence thing. It's like of... There's so many layers to the story. Like somebody has called into the radio network and they've had to get through to be the caller that was chosen to be on the radio at that time. And they've had to glance over at just the right second. Yeah, and the writer has to be tuned into the right radio station in order to hear them be called out. Yeah, yeah. And the person calling in had to decide that that was something that they wanted to say on national radio. yeah. Like, for me, I think I would have let that one slip through to the keeper. <laughs> I would have been like, well, yeah, I'm just calling up to say that, yeah, Mariah Carey on Saturday night was one hell of a concert. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coincidence in a car once. It was years ago. We were driving. We were down in Frankston. Uh, we listened to Joy FM. Mm-hmm. And, uh, You're like, an ally. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsty, I don't know whether you know. Um, uh, and they were playing Soul Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked at the window just as I was singing Be My Funky Boyfriend and locked eyes with a big guy with a ginger beard who was singing the words back to me. Oh. So he must have been listening to Joy as well. But we both did the Be My Funky Boyfriend at the same moment and then we were both quite embarrassed. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. That's really funny. Like that's out of the like the video clip yeah, for the yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. really funny. This is great. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed this story. I think, um, yeah, very uncomfortable being caught picking yeah. your nose. Absolutely. How, how often do you think the writer lies awake at night thinking about that? Judging from the thing at the end where they kind of immediately started moving into that defence mode mm-hmm. of, oh, oh, it's not me. Like, there's yeah. no way it could have been me. Um, I'd say never. Because, like-, <laughs> <laughs> like, that would that would haunt me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I, I think it would me too. Yeah. It, it definitely would. Um, it's, yeah, but you do. You, you find a way to, like, minimise it quick. I've got a story. I'll say it. I'm really, I was debating yep. wildly. But because we're talking about, like, an embarrassing thing. Yeah. I'll, okay, I'll get it off my chest. Um, many years ago uh, when I was living in Taiwan, so I was in my mm-hmm. 20s, I lived there from like 22 to 28 roughly, 
and uh, as in years of my yes, life. Yeah, and I'm a time traveler. This, this is this how is I the, reveal it. Yeah, this is how. The, this is why no one believes you. <laughs> this is why it's so unbelievable. Because <laughs> yeah. that year doesn't exist yet. <laughs> I uh, went to the gym. I was living in Taipei. Went to the gym, and I had my headphones on, and I was on the treadmill. And I just had um, this sudden, uh, like, uh, emergency wind situation. And I was pretty confident that I'd arranged it into a silent situation. Right. And you know how you just, (laughs) for want of a better term, it's a gut feeling. (laughs) It's not going to be a squeaker. It doesn't feel like it's going to be a squeaker. It's going to be. I've arranged it. Uh, yeah, I've. Uh, <laughs> You've done your due diligence exactly, and know. I'm pretty sure I can get away with this. And uh, so I did, and I um, kept walking on the treadmill, and gradually, um, all the people around me all started turning around, <laughs> like just in horror. And uh, yeah, and that's when I realised I had headphones on. <laughs> So you just done a tremendous free freedom fart. You yeah, just gone, yeah. It w- no one's yeah. gonna clock this. Yeah, and it, w- it would have it would have been something. <laughs> um, I know what I'm capable of. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everyone around me, yeah, sort of turned around and like looked at me like, "Are you right?" Yeah, yeah. like irritated, annoyed, impressed. A couple of them, <laughs> and um, I just wrapped. The treadmill set yep. up and slunk out, and <laughs> it was a good lesson, though. Yeah, I've kept that in mind for the whole rest of my life. Like, just be yep. aware when you've got your headphones on. Yep. Not yeah, not everyone can hear this noise, but yeah. they can hear that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So, I hope that uh, makes our anonymous writer feel yeah somewhat better. <laughs> I love the story, though. I love how it's written. It's so mm. good. It's like, yeah, if this. Person, if you you are tuning in, if you're not already a writer, you absolutely should be. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. That's my feedback. I mean, this is the thing. You can submit a story to us and we can uh, read it out. We can have a chat about it. We can have a laugh about it and we can give you some career advice. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Look, I was just trying to send in a a really weird story to you and you critiqued my spelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not what I agreed to. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> um, if you have a great uh, bogey story or a fantastic phantom fart tale, as <laughs> Kirstie Weeby has, if you've got any weird thing that happened to you that other people don't believe, please email us at myunbelievablestory at gmail.com and we might read you out on that. Do you say on the air in a podcast that's like a radio sound? Yeah, I think that's a radio thing. Yeah. We'll read you out in the world. <laughs> uh, that was Seamless Cal. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, please uh, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it, uh, even leave a review. We'd love it. But, yeah, share it around. We'd really appreciate it. And we appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you so much. And we will be back very soon with another episode. Oh, enigmatic. <laughs> Bye. Bye.